0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision.
1: My team,
2: Kanda Power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power, power. Hi,
0: everyone. I am Maca 19, and this is the Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast, coming to you live once again on Port Fan Radio, a fan driven online radio station dedicated to the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Joining me this evening are two of our favourites from the Big Footy Forum. The first one is Dylan Eight. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, good, thanks, Mark. How are you?
0: Yeah, good, thanks, buddy.
1: Be good if we could uh, talk under some positive circumstances for once, but I always seem to get the form slumps whenever I come on.
0: (laughs) That's it. That's how we like it. Yeah. And joining us uh, as well is uh, someone that's been on a few times before in Harold Oliver. Thanks, Macca. How are you going, guys? Good, good. So how have you seen uh, the start of the season?
2: Mm, unfortunately, I have seen it. It hasn't been too great. The first <laughs> week wasn't so bad. You know, I hate losses, but at least, you know, we knew we were thereabouts. But last week was a shocker.
0: Yeah, that's it. It uh, was a bit disappointing last week. Uh, I thought we played pretty well in round one, but... Um, you know, we just uh, we just looked a little bit out of it last week. What did you think, Dylan?
1: Yeah, look, after the first week I was totally expecting the same sort of thing the week after, but with a bit of match fitness as well, because we went in with so many underdone guys, you know, Monfries, Hartlett, Ryder, you know, and nothing really seemed to change. Actually, we got worse, we regressed, and the work rate was down. So that was extremely disappointing.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, thinking worse thoughts straight after the game. Disappointing is quite, uh, well, far less cruel than what I was thinking. But hey, <laughs> you get over it. That's it. Look, as we've said on the podcast, uh, I think we were 0-2 and
0: two, um, in 2002 and 2003 and uh, won the minor premiership, finished top. So certainly not out of it yet.
1: I oh, know, not, not by a long shot. And Sydney were 0-2, if I recall correctly as well, last year. Ended up finishing yep. top. Obviously didn't it. finish well for them, but, you know, that's a single game. You can't really change that.
2: Yeah, that's they got it. to the big dance. That's the main thing. That's right. Once you get that's there, you've got a chance. That's it. Absolutely. And we were just one step away from that. Indeed. And so that's we need right. to bounce back this week.
0: We are playing North Melbourne. It's round three uh, this Saturday evening at Eddie Had Stadium. Um, it's a team and a venue that we've struggled uh, with in recent years. We've got an 8 21 win loss record against North, and we've also only won five from our last 22 games at Eddie Had Stadium since the start of 2007. So, certainly not a uh, happy hunting round for Port Adelaide.
1: No, you don't have to remind me. Look, living in Melbourne, every <laughs> four out of five games we get down here is at Eddie Had and I'm just trudging along every week thinking what's going to be served up this time like maybe we'll snatch a win but it never seems to happen like last year against north you know we thought you have it and then ben jacobs slotting goals and Montfrees running into open goals and swinging hammies and yeah it's, it's just always a disaster
2: yeah yeah hopefully everything goes right this round
0: indeed well, look, last time we met, as you said, uh, was uh, round three last year as well, uh, where we lost by seven points after leading by 16 points early in the last quarter. Um, have you guys seen uh, much of North uh, Melbourne plays uh, so far this year?
2: No, I've seen nothing.
1: Can't yeah, we can form informed judgment. I thought I'd um, catch <laughs> their game on the weekend, but ended up getting in a bit late and sleeping in and completely missing it. Not that I was really disappointed, because obviously they just rolled Brisbane. But, um, oh, actually, I did catch their first week game, and that was, uh, I don't really know how much you can take from that, because they just got monstered. I yeah. mean, I don't know if that was just Adelaide being completely hot form or them being completely terrible, but they showed the next week, they, you know, they're plenty capable.
2: Yeah, they're showing their flaky form from last year as well, aren't they? They've continued yeah. it this year, insipid one yeah. week, and then brutal the next.
0: That's it. I mean, they were awful against Adelaide in round one, and they were just absolutely bullied around the bowl. They lost the clearances and contested possessions and just couldn't find anything up forward. Waite had a bit of a dirty day. Um, Then last week, they basically did the exact same thing to Brisbane. They killed them in the middle and won by 80 points. So their form line is a bit of a mixed bag at the moment. I mean, did they turn the corner against Brisbane, or did they just bully a team that they had uh, more than double the experience then?
1: Well... Yeah, you you can't really take a lot out of the Brisbane game either. I mean, with their tall forward and tall back stocks, I mean, even weights going to have a field day against them, it's not really a huge achievement. And still, their their midfield is, I mean, it was hyped up over the preseason in Brisbane, but it's not really as good as it's been talked up. And they've got to have time to gel, and there was no Rockcliffe. You know, there's plenty of reasons why, you know, North had that in the bag. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that they've really announced themselves again as a you know a top four contender because you know that, that round one loss that was a lot to come back from. I think they've they've still got to really prove themselves.
2: Yeah, just like we have to as well. Now, yeah.
0: that's it. There's a lot on the line this week. I mean, we certainly don't want to go zero and three. I mean, that would be a bit of a disaster. But I mean, North Melbourne as well. I mean, if we do win, I mean, they'll put a lot of pressure on North.
2: Yes, and they've actually got a few harder games after that as well. So it, whoever loses, it's a, a bit of a poison chalice, isn't
1: it? Yeah, well, there is there is a, a lot of expectation on North, but I don't think anywhere near as much as us because we were the young team, you know, predicted to keep improving, keep improving, whereas North was sort of seen as this, you know, reached their peak last year, if you, if you will, and they sort of like you Know aging lists. You know they've hit a bit of a hit a bit of a wall. So I think us losing would be way way more disappointing. You know, league wide. I think.
2: No, we're a, we're a definite contender. Well, we were before the beginning of the year, and hopefully we still will be after the end of Saturday.
0: Well, look, we made um, we made four changes this week. Uh, some pretty big changes too. It's probably the the biggest um, or the most shocking announcement. Um, uh, in terms of teams uh, that we've made under Hinckley so far, we've rested um, Kane Corns, uh, which is a bit of a surprise. He misses his first game since 2012. I... Uh, Jakey Need and Jared Redden going out um, is probably pretty straightforward and obviously Impy out injured, but it's the ins that excite me. I mean, Youngin comes back in, certainly a deserved shot there. Kane Mitchell comes back in. That'll be a bit of a, a controversial selection. Um, our 2015 player sponsor in, uh, in Nathan Cracker is in the team. And uh, the debut for Brendan Archie, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, there's a big footy sponsorship in there, the crack in last year's Archie. Yep.
0: Um,
1: Yeah, look, Archie was a bit of a surprise. And um, living interstate, you know, I can't really watch the SA NFL games, so I would have no idea how his form is. Um, But, you know, you watch the highlight package. He's, He's got a bit of flair about him, but... He's, he's not like those guys who've been knocking at the door, you, you know, your young, more Newton last year, who just put the week, out, week in, week out, you know, consistent performances. And he sort of just, you know, I think it may be a bit early. Like, I'm not really sure if he's really proved himself. I know Newton took a long time, I mean, a lot of consistent performances last year to only get a handful of sub-games. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it.
2: Yeah, it is a bit surprising. Uh, I suppose one thing in his favour is he's certainly not underdone. He's had a good pre-season. He's going in fully fit. I think it's uh, sensational news that he's going to have his debut. But it was surprising for me. The thing about his role in the S N F L, he does play a bit of a run with role, and he can be a bit of a clearance beast as well. And so I think that's going to be his role, is to do a bit of a tagging job job and to get the ball out to our runners. And the good thing is he knows how to kick a goal. So I've got my fingers crossed.
0: That's it. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a a bit of a surprise. And look, I'm absolutely stoked for Arch. I mean, he is a guy that's worked so hard. He came to the club as a bottom-age recruit. um, And he he has been a bit of a slow burn um, in terms of his form. He's gone through a few dips. But... His last probably 10 to 12 SA NFL games have been pretty high class since he moved more into a midfield role as opposed to a, a forward pocket or a third toll up forward. Um, you know, we've spoken to him a couple of times on the podcast, and I'm just absolutely wrapped that he's got his chance.
2: Yeah, it's great he's got an opportunity because this is really the year for him, isn't it? He'd really want yeah, to be Yeah, I make mean, his year. that's it.
0: Yeah. He, he's up for, um, you know, he's out of contract at the end of the year, so he certainly needs to make this a winner. Yeah. Um, And I I think it's great. I think he'll add quite a bit to our team. Um, As you said, um, Harold, he's a bit of a a clearance beast, and that's something, well, certainly a a place where we struggled last week. And I think um, without the likes of Moore and Young in the side um, in the first two rounds, I think we lack that sort of second string um, inside midfielder, and I think Archie will bring that to the table this week. Mm
1: -hmm. So who do we reckon is going to get the nod for a substitute? Because any, any four of those ins really could be the sub.
0: I reckon Cracker.
1: You reckon it's a fitness thing?
0: I think it might be a fitness thing. I think, uh, I mean, it really depends if that, what sort of role they want him to play. I mean, if he ends up playing on someone like Higgins or, or Thomas, I mean, it's a possibility. But, I mean, it might be Monfries again. You never know.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, well, with their small forwards, I mean, Thomas and even Boomer, when he plays forward, I mean, he just, they, they completely destroy us. And Impey's out this week, obviously, so... I'd like to see him get the nod to start the game in the back line. Me, too. Um I think I think Mitchell Mitchell would be a good sub. I'd love to see Young get a full game for sure. That's why I'd rather have Mitchell as a sub because Young really he deserves it. His preseason form was, you know, top five in the club. He was outstanding. Good. And and he really adds a lot around the ball because we've we've been smashing the midfielder. It might be down to Loby being out, but Yeah, we really need those numbers around the ball and I reckon he'll he'll really improve it.
2: I reckon you're right on the money, Dylan. I agree completely with what you just said. We also have to think that Nahas, that uh, spud that tears us apart, is playing as well. So (laughs) I think it'd be great that Ken has released the Kraken to tackle one of those small backmen or he could even go forward. And I like the idea of uh, Mitchell coming on as the sub because I think that's where he's played his best football and Yep. Also, I think perhaps maybe Matt White might tag Harvey for much of the game and then Mitchell could take over and hopefully run Boomer into the ground and make him accountable. So uh, I'm thinking they could go that way. And you're exactly right about Aaron Young. He's, he's been in fantastic pre-season form. and was really unlucky not to be selected for round one.
0: Absolutely. And look, Ju- Judy Rowe on Twitter agrees that um, it should be Kane Mitchell. I think the thing that um, that I like most about these um, inclusions this week is that we've sort of put ego aside, we've put names aside, and we've just gone for guys that are in cracking form at the moment. I mean, Archie was great last week, so was Cracker. As we've said, Youngie was uh, one of our best-performing players in the preseason, and Kay Mitchell had a ripping game last week at SANFL level as well, and also had a huge preseason. So I think it's, it's, it's exciting that, um, that these four guys are getting their, their shot um, I reckon it would have been easy for the club just to put in guys like O'Shea and Moore, um, but we've gone a little bit left of centre and, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they go.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, look, Mitchell, he, he gets a lot of it. I mean, he, he gets a lot of stick, but, you know, he's a good runner. He, he really, he, he's around every single contest, basically, I and mean, that's, that's what we're lacking, the numbers around the ball. Um, whether he has the big body for it to really sort of out-muscle guys and actually make an impact when he gets to the ball is another thing but you know you just, you know he's going to give it his best and you know he's he's going to deliver with the running um what i like about the inclusions though is that when you look at the outs you've got MP a defender need small forward and redden you know the big lumbering basically you know a bit harsh but he was pretty useless last week <laughs> and we've got you know three midfielders in and I reckon that's exactly what we need. We just need more numbers around the ball.
2: Yeah. Especially for Etienne. Yeah, that's right.
0: No concerns that we're going in too short?
1: There is that. Um, I'm probably not alone in saying that. I was hoping that Butcher got the call up this week with his good stats in the SA NFL and his obviously much lauded preseason. But yeah, well, Mitchell being in there instead of Butcher will probably rustle a few people, but.
2: If he plays full forward, the ball would go ballistic.
0: Mm. And especially because oh, yeah.
2: they especially because he's four foot ten. I mean. Yeah, well, replace our full forward in need for Kane Mitchell. El yeah. yeah. Scorcho will it's go crazy, won't he? He
1: would I, only he Ken would. Inkley. Just flashbacks of the slump, <laughs> slump last year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, hope yeah, they were I wrong.
1: Think, I think Butch would have been good because they're bringing in Tarrant. I think it's his first game of the year this year, and he was. It was a forward for most of his career. Correct me if I'm wrong. So he's mm. going to be pretty new to the defender role, and and that with Ferrito, I mean, he's never really rated him that highly. So I, I would have liked to have Butcher there, um, him and Schultz and Westhoff and Ryder. You know, rotating through there.
2: Yeah, that's that, North's weakness—the tall defenders.
1: I thought it would have be been nice to try and exploit it, but then you know you have flashbacks of Butcher at Eddie had last year against North and. Him slipping over, and oh, it, it wasn't a pretty sight. I mean,
2: no, no, that's right. No, it wasn't good. But uh, cracker selection is just tremendous news, and it's a bit of a fillip for all our supporters after a fairly deflating football week. and It'd be an incredible football journey if uh, Nathan, you know, can this could be the beginning of a fairy tale that ends with him as a 150 game premiership player or something like that? It would just be absolutely brilliant story. But hopefully, it is a, it's a, a fantastic is story.
0: It's a great story, I mean, here's a guy that, that came to the club, he never seemed settled in his first stint at the club, he left under sort of controversial circumstances, taking the money and going up to the Gold Coast, quit football altogether, now he's come back to Alberton, he gets his chance this week, played in a grand final for the Maggies last year, um, gets a go at AFL level this week, and you know, the sky's the limit for Cracker I reckon.
1: And he, and he really earned it too. It wasn't it wasn't just him walking back in. I mean, obviously, Ken would have never had that. So he really did earn it. And I was pretty happy when we picked him up, to be honest, in the, in the rookie list. I didn't know if he'd really slot in this fast. I mean, that was huge. But yeah, I was still happy that we picked him up because he's, he's got a lot of ups- upside. And it's better than picking a guy, to make an example, um, Sam Russell last year. I mean, he's not... He's not really going to be anywhere near it for years if he if he sticks around. So Cracker is a good kind of a kind of player to have on your list. So you can just plug and play. Yeah,
2: well, the insurance policy the has come in. We can cash in the insurance policy of getting him. It's been worth it, hasn't
1: it? Uh, it's better than a better than a Matthew Thomas rookie list recruit or something. I mean, he's actually got mm. the elite skills and mm. composure. He's he's really he's a real good get.
0: Judy Rowe on uh, Twitter is asking, "Can Cracker play a role like Wanganui?
2: Pretty big role. <laughs> it is <laughs> a pretty big role. <laughs> but I think <laughs> That's perhaps he's versatile. He does have that. He could play forward or back. Yeah, got good skills. Yeah.
1: yeah, with with Need and Nimi out, you sort of you can look at throwing him around a bit. I mean, depending on where we need him. If mm-hmm. Lindsay Thomas is tearing it up, or you know, like if Jonas doesn't go to him, or whatever happens." Um, you send him back. Do you think he'll it... start down back? I think if he if he starts the game, yeah, he will, because he comes in for Impey, and I thought Impey's been good for the last couple of weeks. So they want to actually replace yep. him, Yep. yep. and because they actually do have that small forward, the Lindsay Thomas, you know, the type that doesn't actually rotate in the midfield, and they're just permanent small forward. We'll want to keep an eye on him, and I think Crack is the the guy
2: for the job. Yeah, I think he'll start back too, and he's got beautiful mm. skills and makes good decisions and. So that will help some of our forward thrusts as well as doing a defensive job. Yeah, I like that call.
0: Uh, Daniel Willoughby on Twitter has asked, uh, with these inclusions, do we think it could bring some freshness into the team? And I have to say, I I do agree. I think it will bring some freshness into the team. Especially in the midfield, I think we'll see a a much harder running midfield this week.
1: Yeah, very dynamic. You know, Kane Mitchell, he'll come in and run. Young, he'll, he'll really get around it and he, he manages to find space it's one of the underrated things about him is he can just he can find a lot of space in traffic um and arch obviously you mentioned he's really good in the clearances so i think yeah it will be it'll be good for the midfield but a lot of our midfield i think rests on Obi, and it's it's been demonstrated so i think Ryder really has to have a, a really killer game i th- i hope he's got his match fitness right up now so yep he he really needs to compete against Goldstein, who is in you know super hot form. He's one of those like top three ruck sort of you know you know you know what he's going to give you, and with their midfield, yeah. we really need to sort of curb the influence of of Goldstein.
2: Yeah, from what Wait I can out. recall of uh, North Essendon games in the past, Ryder's always done pretty well against uh, Goldstein, so I've got I'm hoping that'll be the case again.
0: Yeah,
2: well he had a, he had a good uh, final against them last year. That's right. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah, that, that goal. Well,
0: look, we might as well like talk that. a bit about North Melbourne. Um, and speaking about their danger man, we've, we've mentioned Goldstein. And look, for me, he's got to be the number one danger man uh, for North Melbourne this week. Um, you know, he destroyed a very good ruck combo in Martin and Lewenberger on the weekend. And, you know, even in round one, I thought he did the job on Jacobs. Um, he looks stronger and a bit more determined this year. It looks like he's, um, you know, he's got his head right and, you know, he's looking for, uh, for an AA spot probably. Um, look, given how how our rucks have started this year, um, you know he could be the player that really dictates the uh, the play for North Melbourne.
2: Can't argue with you there. I can't add anything. I, he has been in terrific form.
1: Yeah, so I mean, he is the be danger good, man. It'd be, it'd be good to have Loeb because um, if if Goldstein sort of gives him first use, it's it's always good with Loeb. You know he's going to get down and really get dirty and put in the tackles and, and everything. So. Ryder, you don't want really to get there with Rider because he's got the big leap and he's he's often not got the time to get down and actually make the second efforts like Lobie does. So I think it would have been really, really handy to have Lobie, not just for his ruck work but and to free up Ryder, but you know, for that those second efforts, they'd be super important against the, that north midfield. Yeah, Yeah, uh, and the midfield is think...
2: very strong. Most definitely. I was just going to ask you, though, um, who do you think might uh, give Ryder a bit of a arrest occasionally is it going to be Westhoff and mm. occasionally Jackson
1: do you think it might we be are like s- we are small do you think it might be like it, that it would, um, would
0: be really hard to give Westhoff a uh, or to use Westhoff as that chop out um leaving Schultz on his own up forward yeah. i mean that would be that would be pretty tricky
1: yeah shades of last year all over again which is mm. which is why i thought you know we'd pick butcher um, do you think it might be like free Fremantle game at AO last year where Renouf rucked for three quarters? It could be like that with Ryder and then just throw Jacko in the ruck at, at the end? Or do you think it's too, too important to sort of keep weight and Petrie minded? I mean, they did kick... They took... What was it? 20 marks between them last week. So, yeah. I don't know if is if too important. Yeah, that's the thing because
2: it's but Brown as well. got a very well. tall forward line.
0: Yeah, there's yeah, Brown and then true. there's Robbie Tarrant who's come into the team and he's uh, he's played predominantly forward in his career. But I think they're, they're looking at using him mostly at um, in the back line this year, I think. But yeah, they've got a very tall forward line. So, I mean, no matter what we do, whether we use West or whether we use uh, Trengove, I mean, it's sort of robbing Peter to pay pole a little bit.
2: It is a bit, isn't it? But you were going to talk about how strong North's midfield are. And that's where the battle's going to be won, I think, isn't it?
0: I think so. It's going to be interesting because I thought, um, you know, we had a pretty good game against North Melbourne last year. But um, in the clinches, I thought their, uh, their con- uh, contested winning midfielders did a fantastic job. And you just got to look at Ben Cunnington, who got the three Brownlow votes last time. He's just an absolute beast around the packs. And then you've got Andrew Swallow, who's a fantastic inside midfielder as well.
1: Yep. Uh, Cunnington got 11 clearances last week. And, you know, Swallow's been high possession, high clearances for the last two rounds, even against that. Adelaide team, which which yeah. is pretty concerning because you know without those big bodies, you know you would have liked more or someone like more around the around the contest to sort of block their influence and sort of help us out, but you know we got Kane Mitchell, so I don't know.
2: how <laughs> it <worked out. laughs> uh, I'm hoping they use uh, Arch and uh, Youngy in the midfield a bit too, and just rotate them all through there, because we do need some. Harder bodies in there. You're exactly right,
1: and and fresher bodies. You think, especially yeah. you know, you take corns out and you're putting injecting in some youth, if you will. So, well, hopefully.
0: Archie's got the size. I mean, he's what 188 centimeters and and pretty pretty solid. I mean, he's yeah, um, someone that could certainly win the clearances.
2: Yeah, and young, he's you know he's hard and tough. He's wiry and he can take a bit of brute force and he'll throw his body where it shouldn't go. So I think we could match them as you know but we're really going to have to uh, give it our all there's no doubt about that because they're a very impressive group but we have got ollie we'll do a bit of that sort of work as well and yeah. and, and boke gray you know they're not tiny players but, uh, yeah
1: and one thing to remember about their midfield is last time they played us when they just got over the line they had levi greenwood who was you know highest possession winner multiple-figure marks, and Del Santo as well was very good. I mean, he was basically the difference, you might think. And they're Uh both out. They're both out, obviously. Greenwood isn't there anymore, and Del Santo's injured indefinitely. So, I mean, that's huge for us. Uh, That's probably why Kane's out as well, because he doesn't have to follow around Del Santo.
0: Well, let's talk about um, someone that seems to kill us every single time we bloody play them in uh, in Boomer Harvey. Um, he's kicked more goals against Port Adelaide than any other club in his career. He's picked up 15 Brownlow votes. Um, he had 23 touches and three goals against us last year. Um, who do we think will play on Boomer?
1: I don't know. Do we do we put someone around with him? Like Matty White last time, maybe he can do it. He was good, actually, Matthew White last time against him. It was just that last quarter when...
0: Yeah, he got
2: away from him
1: a little bit. As a team, they sort, of, they sort of all got away from their direct opponents a little bit. Yeah.
2: That's why um, I think he'll, he'll get that job again, I agree. and yeah, it's, it's possible. And put Mitchell on in the last quarter, and Mitchell's completely fresh. Whether he's come on earlier than that is another matter, but I think he won't have to do as much tackling. You know, I think um, Boomer will be trying to keep up with him, and Boomer won't be quite as fresh in that last quarter as Mitchell will be. So,
1: And there's no doubt again, Nicole. There's no doubt that, that um, Mitchell can tackle as well. I mean, he's always got the high tackle stats, um, <laughs> so he'll, he'll be all right. I mean, he'll be all right for that. But I don't know I'll if he can, it, yeah. If he will. can actually do the negating role, but I mean, if it's only for a quarter, he's got the fresh legs. He'll make him accountable. I mean, that sort of thing. It just depends. Does Boomer is is Boomer playing the same role? Because one of the North posters came onto our board and he said that he was playing halfback a little bit this year. So I don't really know how he lines up this year.
2: Yeah, well, he's apparently named it centre-half forward, so that, that should be interesting, won't it? Isn't that the Kennedy? <laughs> he's actor? named it centre-half back on Westhoff
0: at the moment in the team.
2: Oh, centre-half back, is it? Sorry. Yeah. The, the Jake I needs. I thought it was key position. Yeah, well, there Jake you go. We can up. do it. <laughs>
1: That's it. Both of them in the ruck, I reckon.
0: Look, we've just mentioned Kane Mitchell. um, and, and we've sort of uh, scoffed a little bit at, at his tackling. But I think Kay Mitchell's a great tackler. Here's a question. Do we think... No, I,
1: I wasn't joking.
0: His criticism... He yeah, does, he is he a fantastic tackler. Yeah. <laughs> do we think the criticism of Kay Mitchell is justified? Or do we think he gets a bit of a rough go? I think he gets a bit of a rough go
1: simply... Not, it's not him himself. It's more the selection of him. Especially during that slump when we just looked awfully small, and he was—he was the guy getting games. It was him and Sam Gray as well, and Sam Gray was all right. Yeah. I mean, he was—he was pretty good. He wasn't outstanding, but he was—he was a decent contrib- contributor. And it was just their selection rather than how they played, and the fact that we had to—we kept kicking to them, and we kept kicking a need and the small targets where it just—it was dreadful to watch because we just kept turning it over. So I don't think it's them, the Nelson Mitchell. I don't think it's Mitchell himself. It's more just where, where they played. And it might be the same this week. I mean, I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Mitchell no glitch, is uh... that sort of like fringe number 22 player too that's easy to pick on, isn't it? Because yeah. he, he isn't top 10 or anything like that, yet sometimes people expect him to be that. And he's not that player, but he's he gives a lot. There's no doubt about that. And I think when he is sub, you know, he, can, he d- does make a real impact because he's just got a bit more time to do things.
0: I think he's a bit like Pittard in the fact that no matter how much good he does, he always does one thing wrong uh. a game which is really memorable and you tend to remember that one thing, such mm. as the non-tackle against Sydney, uh. such as the missed goal from you know dead in front against Essendon, that sort of thing. And I think sort of that sort of overshadows all the good stuff that he actually does bring to the table. Um, I do like Kane Mitchell, I think um, it's a well-deserved selection this week and I hope he absolutely guns it out there
1: Oh yeah, no doubt I mean, I was stoked for him when he came back last year against Frio and he, he had a really good game and he, he slotted this very important goal from the boundary and we were all missing shots mm-hmm. and I was, I was really stoked for him I don't know about the Pittard comparison I mean, Pittard's probably a far superior kick and doesn't kick it badly as much um, his role was a bit more important, that sort of thing. I mean,
0: sure, but it's, it's more the fact that the you know cover. you look at Pittard in round one, and the one thing that you'll take out of that game yeah, is the yeah. fact that he got caught holding the ball in the goal square, sort of thing. Yeah, and then you get this as opposed to things. all the great stuff that he did um, in that game.
1: And your disappointing things like the fans turning on him and blaming him, and uh, it is yeah. sort of the same with Kay Mitchell. I get what you're saying there.
0: Yeah. Um, well, look, let's talk about the danger men for Port, because we've got, uh, we certainly got plenty of our own, and, and look, for me, I think our most dangerous men this weekend are our tall defenders, um, Carlisle, Trengove, and Homsch, and you can probably add Jonas into that mix as well. Um, I think we've got the class and certainly the defensive ability and the setups to go with uh, with their three uh, key tall forwards. Who do you think will go to who? Um, who goes to Petrie, who goes to Waite, who goes to Brown?
2: Well, I think we will do a bit of what they did last year because Alapati and Jackson were brilliant on uh, Petrie and, uh, and Curry and Curry. Well, yep. so I figure that Carla will go to uh, Petrie initially.
1: Yeah, yeah, they got the bigger boy I think yeah, Tringo to wait seems the most reasonable. Does does he play on him when he played for Carlton? I can't quite remember.
2: I think Who's Jonas played has played on him as well, so I think Jonas, Jonas could yeah. do that. Oh, well, I reckon has, Homsch will go to him. Yeah, I'd, I'd think Homsch will go
1: to. So. Homsch has been taking those bigger, the Lance Franklins, and um, you know he can take a big forward. For sure. He's, he's, a he's bit certainly short, got the pace to go with. Wade. Got it. Yeah. Oh yeah, White's not overly fast.
0: No, and I think Trengove has got is uh, more suited to Ben Brown this game, in my opinion. But...
1: And he's got the experience over him too. You know, I think he'll do all right. Yeah, you've you practically nailed that line I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good work there <laughs> awesome
0: uh, does Tommy Jonas do a bit of a defensive job on Sean Higgins
1: um, either him or Lindsay Thomas I don't know I like it like when he plays small he's pretty good at, on small and tall but I mean I think who's the, who's the more dangerous of him and Higgins has been pretty big since he's come in um, you know he's snared a few goals he's always been pretty dangerous up forward
2: yeah, I think, um, uh, Jonas Brody is a good dollar go Brody Broady? Rorty might go on Higgins, I think, to start off mm-hmm. with. I know nothing about Turner. Do you Have you guys seen him?
0: Turner's a pretty wiry, sort of mid-size forward. Um, decent pace, good sort of ball-winning ability. Um, can certainly play. Uh, he's probably a good comparison to a uh, sort of first or second year Aaron Young.
2: So you think Pittard will take him?
0: I think maybe Pittard or maybe Broadbent. I'd probably be leaning towards Broadbent.
1: So who do you, okay. who do you think could make Pittard accountable? Do you reckon he'd be able to make Pittard accountable with his dash off halfback? I know he's been pretty lauded for his physicality, but um, I don't know if he could, he could actually run with the, the halfback.
0: Yeah.
1: And, of course, Broadie's pretty important there as well. Yeah. Do they have any defensive forwards? Is
0: it... I mean, I Narhas is probably...
1: Their mid-forwards mid aren't really
0: yeah,
1: big names, are they? Nahas. Nah. I mean,
0: Sam nah. Wright's probably another that might play up forward and, and do a bit of a, uh, a defensive job. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: So here's a question from Isaac on Twitter. Uh, if North uh, decide to go the 3 Sydney route and try to clog up our forward line, uh, do we clear our mids out of the forward 50?
1: Um. Well... I would say no, because the way we're playing right now, we're chipping it around and chipping it around. Um, nah. Because then we're just going to keep perpetuating that. I mean, we're not going to kick it over them or anything, because yeah. that doesn't seem to happen under our new game plan. We just seem to kick it to the flanks, to the centre-half forward, to the flanks. Um, no no deep entries, really. So I, w- I wouldn't think that would work, unless we're trying to revert back to our... You know, one deep tall forward sort of strategy, or one deep tall you know Jake Need strategy. I don't. I don't think that'll work.
2: I think we'll play a, a, a bit of a mix of both. Actually, I think we'll we'll have some of last year's you know some more um, rapid sort of fast transition into the forward lines, combined with some more tempo. So I think we'll mix it up with up tempo and slow tempo movement in to try and keep them guessing. I think that's what we should do. We should try to be a little bit more unpredictable because we've, we've just been too predictable and I'm sure the Kangaroos are going to be more defensively minded against us than they usually are, seeing that, that sort of game plan has worked so well in the first two rounds.
0: Yeah. So who else do you see as the danger men for Port Adelaide this week? Um, guys?
1: Robbie Gray's slipped right under the radar first two weeks, I reckon. He's been mm. racking him up, and he's been doing his usual magic. I think if if we get a more attacking mindset rather than the short chips, if we go back to you know more of what we were playing last year, I think he'll sort of his work will shine because he can get out of the clearances real quick, get on the move real quick, and if he's got runners, and if he's got runners long, then that can really help us um, yep. instead of holding it up, holding it up. That, that sort of thing. It doesn't, I don't think it really helps his game. I think it's good when he bursts out of the pack. So, yeah, he'll, he'll, yeah I think he could benefit if we sort of revert the, back to our old game plan. I mean, even without that, he's still been very good.
2: Yeah. The other thing, it, could, it would be nice if he's got more midfield support so he can go forward a little bit more. Because he was yeah, almost our most dangerous forward, forwards. Very dangerous he was Well, 40. 40. Yeah, He certainly was, yeah. Done like this year? So that's what we need. Do you think yeah, we... uh, Aaron Young will do a bit of a job on Wells, perhaps, if he is named on the wing? Try to have one defensive wingman and let, and let Pollock go wild on the other? So head-to-head with Gibson?
0: I'm not sure Young's probably the right player for Wells. I think Wells is a bit too explosive for Young.
2: Mm-hmm. And what sort of injury cloud was uh, Wells under?
0: Well, there's still there's still a chance that he won't play. Um yeah, I don't know. It, w- it could be very well that um, we'll see him be a laid out.
2: And uh, going back to Dangerman, do you think Justin Westhoff could be that man? He's certainly capable, isn't he? I'd
0: like to Is think it? so. Yeah, I think he's been a little bit disappointing the first two weeks. So, yeah, I think he's certainly due for a big game.
1: No, I, I still don't think he'll he'll be that effective. We're really waiting on um, the rider loby set up so he can actually you know, get around the ground you know, as best you can as that as sort that of th- the, the floating winger, if you may, yeah. the, the really yeah. tall winger. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll really see a great game from him because if he's just playing as a... Oh, I don't even know where he plays anymore. He sort of just floats and doesn't have much of an influence the last couple of games yeah. anyway.
2: I want him to stay forward more, personally. Yeah. To, to not do that midfield role. Let's just get him back playing his best and, football in the forward line because very- we, we don't have forwards. He's a very good
1: contested yeah. mark, and that was that game against Carlton last year, round one, where he had that rip a second quarter and kick how many goals, you know, brought us right into it. He's got the contested marking ability, and he can kick, I don't know what's up with his kicking, you never know what you're going to get with him, but he's yeah. he's really capable as, as a sort of deep forward, I mean, I wouldn't mind him seeing see him, him like do, do a bit of that, because he's really capable, and if we're not going to play Butcher, and Ryder's we- going to be lucky, you, you know, we are going to... Got to put him up there, I reckon.
0: We definitely need West off our forward this week. There's no doubt. Yeah, I think so too. And he played a great
2: game against Carlton. Eddie had first game of the round last year. He kicked a bag before he was smacked in the back of the head. And seeing that we've really only got Shulzy down there, I think he he would be our danger player if he really turns it on. We really Mm. need someone like him to do that.
0: For me, I think the uh, the other danger people um, for Port Adelaide this week would be uh, the small forwards. Um, you know, Wingard and Monfries um, tore them a new one last year before both got injured in that third quarter.
1: Kicking goals, um, mind you?
0: Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, they <laughs> kicked um, them and uh, and also Hartlett, I think, kicked half our goals um, last year. And, you know, two of them only played for three quarters. So it'll be interesting to see how North Melbourne uh, line up against the likes of Wingard and Monfries.
1: Yeah. Who are, so, sort, who are their small defenders?
0: Well, Luke McDonald will probably do a job on one of them. least you would think, would go to either Matt White or maybe Wingard because he's got the pace. Um, and then you're looking at someone like Mason Wood, I would think.
1: Mason Wood. Yeah, he didn't... He wasn't the sub last week, was he? Because I looked at his stats he and was. it wasn't very crash-hot at all.
0: Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. He must have been.
1: Yeah. Mason Wood. He hasn't played a lot of AFL, has he? No, he hasn't. No, nah. so I mean only I two free... games. Yeah, Montrez. I mean, he, he's yeah, more
0: of a, a mid-sized sort of taller for uh, taller defender, I think. But
1: well, that's exactly yep. what you need against the sort of um, Wingard or uh, what's his name, Montrez, because they're not really like small forwards. You know what I mean? They're not like roving no. small forwards. They're, they're really sort of lead up. Well, no, in, Wingard plays a small forward half the time, so it's mm. not really a small forward.
2: Yeah, true. I think you hit on something, Mac. We really do add. Uh, had an advantage there as far as the small forwards go, especially if Robbie Gray goes down there. It's going to be a bit hard for them to control all of them all at once.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, and
2: with, uh, you so, go,
1: mate. Uh, with that extra midfield grunt coming in, maybe that does free up Gray to go forward. And he's shown it in finals, you know, everything. He can, he can go forward and completely turn a game. So... If if it's a need, then definitely put Robbie Gray forward, and you know yeah. give Aaron Young a spot in the midfield or Archie.
2: That sort I think of thing. Yeah, that's the plan, and Ollie will do a bit of both as well. So if they keep rotating all the way through there in the midfield, there's quite a few.
1: Ollie, yeah. Players. Ollie has mm-hmm. become a very reliable set shot, hasn't he? And he's got a good mark. Yes. He has a mark. Yep. Yeah, I like the look of him forward. I mean, I like the look of him in midfield as well. <laughs> I
0: he's like a Very the look impressive of player. I just like the look of him. He's a sexy beast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of that. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Well, look, who's going to win the game, boys?
1: I don't know. I reckon Port Adelaide. You know, if I'm going to go real crazy out there on this Port Adelaide podcast, I'm going to say Port Adelaide. Um, I don't know. It, it could go either way. I, I, feel, I get this feeling that we will come out this week and I reckon five goal into Port
2: Nice. I like it. Harold? Yeah, going on our record against North, I can't say I'm confident, but if we owe any team, it's the Kangaroos, and I don't think our playing group will lack any motivation for two reasons, our ladder position and our record against them, and we wiped out a heap of hoodoos last year, and I want North Melbourne to be one that we knock off this year, and uh, we know our players are good enough. Last year's performance in the final series is testament to that, and I think if we're... Brave and believe in ourselves we'll get up by thirteen points.
0: This is the
1: year nice. that Robert Harvey breaks down and Nahas gets delisted from AFL completely and Ben Jacobs isn't playing. It's all it's all going our way, I reckon. I reckon
2: Well <laughs> like... so he's an the emergency Ben to... Jacobs.
1: What was that?
0: Well he, he's he might emergency. still get a game. <laughs> I mean if Daniel Wells doesn't come up, they might well pick Ben
2: Jacobs.
1: Don't say that. That's that's we... real. That's rude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and we might get to Macker's prediction of um, him missing a, a shot from the what goal square and we win by one point. That, that, that would, would be beautiful. Great. I would love that.
0: I would love that. But look, <laughs> I haven't been confident all week, um, but I've changed my mind over the course of this afternoon. And I think we're going to get up here. And look, I think if we win the midfield, if we use the ball well, um, which we didn't do last week, I think we'll win the game by 21 points.
2: Cheer, cheer the black and the white.
0: talk about the SANFL, it's round three there as well and we face uh, the other north, North Adelaide, uh, for our first home game of the year at Alberton, uh, it's a pretty early game at twelve ten. Uh, it's also the televised game on Channel 7 as well, we've got a 175-88 uh, to 88 win-loss record against North Adelaide, we shared the points one all last year, um, North had a pretty close win against Adelaide last weekend coming from behind to get up by three points, um, what do we think is going to happen in this game?
2: Yeah, well, we had a fantastic win against South Adelaide, Antarctica, last yes, week, yeah. and which uh, was a very impressive, um, especially since, you know, South had done fairly well the week before, albeit against North. Um, I'm expecting us to play our own game and hoping to curb the influence of North's prime movers, which includes a few export players, doesn't it? Motlop and Kulikowski did really well last week, and I think Shannon did okay too. Yep. But, um, I'm expecting to win. I think we'll win a fairly close game in greasy conditions. I'm really looking, hoping to get there. Are you going, Macca?
0: Uh, probably not, no. Unfortunately, I won't be able to get to Adelaide this weekend.
2: I really want to see uh, Logan Austin play in the flesh for the first time. Mm. Apparently did well with 19 possessions last week, and he looks an exciting prospect. And I know Jesse Palmer saw a bit of him in the uh, pre-season training, and he looked pretty good until he broke down. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I really want to see Muffins Colhoun, you know, continue his good form on the way back to top football, and see Wag, Wagno, whatever his name is, turn on the afterburners for a couple of electrifying runs, etc. So, and I really hope Butcher keeps a bag of goals to torment the Roosters supporters. <laughs>
0: That's it. We've brought three uh, AFL-listed players back in, in obviously Need and Redden, but also Paul Stewart, who was the emergency last week. He comes back into the side. Uh-huh. Um, we've also named Robbie Young and Luke Wilson two very young uh, pacey players there um, I think we'll probably get the job done against North Adelaide I think uh, I think North have a, a very good side I think they'll be right up there at the end of the season um, they've got a lot of AFL talent in their team I mean you look at Lewis Johnson up forward he's a very good uh, SAFL player we've already mentioned Marlon Motlop there's Mitch Clisby there's Rizwick uh, Joe Anderson James Craig in the Ruck um, a couple of uh, uh, young sort of midfield types in Jesse O'Brien and, and Riso O'Keefe also played um, at AFL level. Um, so I think they've got a very good team. Um, if they can put it all together, uh, they'll be very hard to beat.
2: Yeah, hence yeah. the close win, I hope.
1: Yeah, I- I'd like to see a bit more out of Carl Amon out of his pre-season hype. You know, hopefully he knocks on the door like Archie, you know, get a few games on the board. Um, Paul Stewart has been fantastic. I'm lucky not to get a game, but I mean, he's just that a uh, bit of a bit of a mismatch compared to you know more specialised players we have in the AFL team, and Coleen, huge stats. Love to see him get up, you know, keep continuing the form because he was, he was actually really impressive. I loved watching him in 2013. You know, he found space really easy, like it was, you know, it was nothing. He could read the play, you know, five kicks ahead. It was fantastic. So he'll be a valuable player for us. You know, if he can recover from that injury, real quick, it'll be it'll be a huge positive for us.
0: No for sure. I'm, I'm also very keen to see uh, Carl Amon play. And look, I think he had something ridiculous like seven frees against last week. So hopefully he can uh, you know, keep it in his pants this time and, uh, and start with the <laughs> ball. <bowl and, laughs>
2: he and, got uh, so excited, did he? <laughs> yeah, that's
0: it. Hopefully he, gets a, he has a pretty big game because, again, I think um, he could definitely add something to our AFL team at, at some stage this year. And I just want to read out a tweet from uh, Nicholas Teal. You so the, uh, said the Academy Reserves game starts at 9.15am, which is uh, pretty ridiculous. Got a few boys there. And also a big congratulations to Will Northeast uh, for being named Reserves Captain.
1: Name, name's actually Teal.
0: It is Nicholas Teal with a TH.
1: <sighs> Very close. Very close uh-huh. to being a natural sports sport, I reckon.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's it. laughs> yeah, oh, sounds like my under-19s games. That, that is a shocking starting time.
0: Yeah, nine fifteen a.m. I mean that's pretty rigid because I'm not sure why they're starting the uh, the senior game at twelve ten. I mean there was a few televised games last year that started that early, but I can't really see the justification behind it. AFL,
1: there is no justification for a lot of things.
0: Mm. Well, let's uh, have a quick chat about the uh, the rest of the AFL. Um, What other matches
2: um, interest you this weekend? None. None? <laughs> it's, it's not particularly inspiring, is it? If you look through uh, the game.
1: probably not. Yeah, you threw this question out to me before, you know, during the week, and I, I looked through it and I'm thinking, what the hell can I pick from this list? Um, the Derby, maybe? Um, but West Coast are just sort of flat track, you know. You, they'll probably just go down by a few goals. It'll be a bit, bit of a boring affair. Actually, what I'm interested in is the Friday night game calling with St Kilda. Because that could be an upset, but turn out to not actually be much of an upset because of how far Collingwood's really fallen.
0: Yeah, I was going to say is St Kilda beating Collingwood a, a huge upset? I'm not sure it is at the moment, but I mean that's probably a, a bit of a fifty fifty game um, with with Collingwood. It will be interesting to see if Pendlebury actually does play.
1: Yeah, he's huge. I mean, especially after they've lost, they've lost so much of their midfield, the premiership midfield over the last few years. You know, Beams, Thomas, didak So he's sort, of, he's sort of got to carry the burden, especially with Swan getting getting on as well. So without him, it's, it's it, look, it looks very bare. It and looks he's only very your best player. Very mid-table.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does. Absolutely yeah, so does. I wouldn't surprise if St. Kilda got up, really. Mm. I think that this is a round which
0: could cause some upsets. I mean, we, we've spoken about St Kilda and Collingwood. I mean, I'm hoping there's a slim possibility that Melbourne get up against the Crows. I mean, Carlton might get up against Essendon. Maybe they might raise their level against the old foe there. And, you know, GWS in Sydney, that might be a little bit interesting. Um, again, sort of Brisbane and Richmond. I mean, Brisbane might get up there. That'll be a, b- a bit of an upset. But I think the game that interests me the most is probably Hawthorne and the Bulldogs. Um, I'm pretty keen to see how the dogs go up against a great side like Hawthorne and see how the uh, you know dog is nipping at the heels at, at the great team go and, and whether they can implement their game. Um, that sort of really fast-paced, super-defensive game plan against uh, the Hawks. Well, Beverage yeah, yeah.
2: knows them.
1: I've seen them get this up, actually. True. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about Melbourne getting up against Premiership favourites Adelaide.
2: <laughs> what happened?
1: At home. Yeah, none of that happening. Yeah, it is a bit of a mundane round, but, you know, like you said, could go anyway. West Coast getting up maybe. Geelong Gold Coast is hard to pick. They're both sort of pretty pretty mundane, sort of playing some not very good football. That yeah. was a fantastic game last year as well, so look, it's mm. probably not going to be as enjoyable this time.
2: Yeah, the Suns have
0: been disappointing. Very disappointing. They have, very disappointing. Yeah, well, I mean, it will be interesting to see how they go without Gary in the side. Not that he's um, started the season all that well anyway, but um, now that they don't have that sort of fallback option. um, They've got Trent McKenzie back, which is great for them. Certainly Brandon Matera. Um, If he could ever get his body right, he'll be a fantastic footballer. And They brought a few tolls back in, like Gorringe and Nichols. so... We can to see how they go. I mean, I don't rage along at all this year, but um, you know, hopefully Gold Coast can get up there.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Any any Geelong loss these days is pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <It> certainly is. <laughs> what did you make of the Penrith Port Adelaide collaboration? Anything? A bit of news today?
1: I had a glance at that and I wasn't really sure what it was about. I didn't really read it in full. Can you give us a rundown?
2: No, it's, I think really they're just going to swap some, you know. Expertise in different areas. I mean, Penrith are a giant as far as uh, being successful off field and with their corporate operations. So we'll want to, you know, get some info from them. And I suppose they're keen with our how we've done our membership and how we've grown that over the last few years. So
1: yeah, it's certainly, good.
2: it's burned a lot of interest uh, in the media. So it has been. A-
1: so we, we worked with Storm on the occasion with the training and sort of exchanging ideas yeah. with them so it is pretty cool to see us looking at other codes because you know you can't really you know keep looking to yourself for new ideas you got to keep looking out and yeah i reckon it's a great initiative
0: look lads uh we might leave it there for now dylan uh thanks for coming on again mate
1: yeah thanks for having us glad to be here
0: no worries we'll get you going get you on again uh, throughout the year for sure appreciate it and uh harold pleasure as always thanks mate i'll try and have a working computer this time <laughs> <laughs> it's all good <laughs> it's all good and look don't forget to uh, tune in to Port Fan Radio tomorrow night uh, which is Friday night at 7pm uh, for the debut show of the Port Adelaide Pair we obviously know their great videos from Facebook and YouTube uh, now they're doing their own uh, uh, first show the debut show for uh, Port Fan Radio so uh, uh, cool. definitely uh, have a listen to that it should be pretty funny
1: probably, probably won't draw as much as us superstars <laughs>
2: yeah, <that's it>. <laughs> right <laughs> And is that going to be a podcast as well? Are All the radio shows going to end up as podcasts?
0: I so believe those so. We might yeah. miss it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we'll be uh, um, converting all of them into downloadable podcasts.
2: Cool. And that's you doing all of that, Maka?
0: Um, maybe, maybe not. Okay. We'll see. I think we're Wait. hoping that, uh, that the hosts uh, can do that themselves. But if not, then I'll, I can certainly help out.
2: Oh, fantastic. So you know, thanks for from on behalf of the board for you and Rick for setting all this up. Sensational initiative, fantastic work, Rick. Oh, look, it, it was uh,
0: it was Rick's uh, brainchild, but because he's not here, I'm happy to take all the pawns for it.
1: Brilliant work,
0: <laughs> that's it. Well, until next time, lads, can't port out load. can't appear. Go the pair. The heat's on
2: in the kitchen. Oh, look and at this. Play. It's simple. Good attack from Galapagos Carlisle.